Even though we don't see the enemy, he's real. Even though we don't see the Holy Spirit in us, he's in us. And we have been given power over the demonic realm. And it doesn't matter how old we are. Hey friends, you're listening to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Today's episode is taken from a live message Eileen gave at Calvary Chapel, Reno, about the importance of identifying mental and spiritual strongholds. In this message, we dive into scripture and how to turn from the captivities that root in our lives, often from hard experiences. And we're reminded that Christ lives within us and gives us the power to overcome. Be sure to stay tuned for more on this message in part two next week. Here's Eileen Marks on identifying and breaking spiritual strongholds. Do you know what the message is about? Is it about identifying strongholds? And and I don't think that as a church we talk about it enough um, because we're afraid to, maybe. And um, we're here tonight to to find out and deal with these things. And we're going to ask the Lord to be here with us. So would you would you please pray with me? Father God, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you love us, God. You know everything about us and you love us. Your love never changes. God, thank you for each woman that you brought out here tonight, God. Lord, we give you permission to work in our hearts, Lord. The deepest part of our hearts, Jesus. Lord, we ask that you would do what only you can do tonight, Lord. We love you. We give you this time. Lord, we ask that you would surround this building with your mighty warring angels. We pray a seamless canopy of protection of your precious blood over the sanctuary, Jesus. And we pray, God, that we would have ears to hear. We love you. We commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I love your verse. How many of you went to your women's retreat last weekend? I love it. Because it says that you are complete in him. And that is a true statement. But many of us were not complete because of what's happening in our heart. And God wants us to be complete because he said we're complete in him. Not because of what we think. Not because of what has happened. But because he says it. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 61. Oh, do you have your three by five cards with you? Okay, wonderful. Okay, we're going to use those in just a little bit. So just hold on to those. Isaiah 61. I love this because this is Jesus telling the people who he walked in the temple with and opened up the scroll. This is why he said he's here. And I know many of you know this scripture, but when you when we put it in Jesus saying that this is why he here let's let's hear what he says Jesus says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor 
He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who were bound. That's why Jesus said he came here. Is that just beautiful? I love that. Another thing that Jesus said is he told his disciples in Matthew how they're to live their life. And it's very simple. We all know the Lord's Prayer, don't we? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. We know that. There's six things that Jesus says for his disciples to do. And if we're his disciples, he's telling us that this is what he wants us to do. After he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. He says, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. This is a matter of fact. This isn't if we want to, if we feel like it. This is what he told his disciples to do. And then he says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Do you think Jesus knew who the evil one was? Didn't he have confrontation with that evil one face to face? He knew from heaven who that evil one was. But he tells us these very simple things that we need to do. It's so simple that sometimes it's so hard because it's so simple. Ladies, if we are being held captive tonight by our anger, by our bitterness, unforgiveness, jealousy, pride, and on and on and on and on. The Lord doesn't want you to leave here holding on to those. I know that. He wants you to give it to him. You just have to be willing to let it out of your heart and your soul. And there is victory that he wants you to live in. Do you believe that? The enemy also has a plan, doesn't he? And it's simple. He came to kill, to rob, and to destroy. Just the opposite of what Jesus came. Are any of you tired of being ripped off, of being robbed from what God Almighty has for you? Are you tired of it? Listen to what John Trapp says. Our spiritual weapons are scorned by the world, but feared by demonic powers. When we fight with truth and righteousness and faith and salvation, the word of God and prayer, no principality can stand against that. Amen. Do we really understand who's in us? Do we understand as a believer, as a child of God, do you really understand who's in you and who's giving you the power to overcome evil? Raise your hand if you believe that. Awesome. Amen. Because that's the truth. Even though we don't see the enemy, he's real. 
even though we don't see the Holy Spirit in us, he's in us. And we have been given power over the demonic realm. And it doesn't matter how old we are. We have a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old and a 22 and a 25 and a 26-year-old. But we teach our little ones that they have this power that is in them because that is the only thing that's going to help them overcome the wicked one. Amen? We don't have to have a high IQ. We don't have to have spiritual gifts. We don't have to have a, a degree in theology. We just have to simply believe it. And, and here's something interesting, ladies. If we don't believe it, if there's somewhere in our heart that doesn't believe it, that's an issue. Because that works against us, not for us. Demons are like bullies. Hollywood has done a very good job making people afraid, right? Because they make these demons out to be very, very powerful beings that can destroy people, right? Well, they can if they're not a believer. They do have that power to do that. But Hollywood, Hollywood, unless these people who are making these movies, unless they have the mind and the heart of God, they don't understand And so people who are in that realm, ladies, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to have the Lord in us so we can tell them it's true. This unseen world that we see, that we don't see, it's real. Sometimes even more real than what we see, I believe. Demons, I just said, are like bullies, right? The moment you stop giving the bully your lunch money, they have to change tactics. The moment you stand up and you take your authority in who God made you, guess what? They're going to go to somebody else. And ladies, we have that power. When my husband and I were in Iraq, we were in northern Iraq, and we went to a, a hotel that was a formerly Saddam Hussein's casino. And you can feel the demonic realm still there. You can just feel the oppression. And one way that uh, my husband and I kind of broke that is we had our iPhone with our music on there, Christian music. And we would keep it in our room and we would walk down the hallway to the elevator and you can just feel the evil leaving because first of all, evil doesn't like praise music, doesn't like Christians. And when we walk into a place, when we walk somewhere filled with the Holy Spirit, guess what? We can change that environment. It may not change the entire place, but we can change the environment. And that's what the Lord wants us to do with authority, with power. That's us. That's what he wants us to do. Not being afraid, not trying to figure it out. Just walk in and take your authority in your workplace, in your home, in your circles of influence. That is what the Lord wants us to do. Ladies, we live in times that, you know, it's ushering in the Lord coming back. Please come back soon, Lord. So when we grasp that greater is he who is in us, then what? It changes your world. And it really does start with us. And then our families. And then our extended families. And then our friends. And our, Hear me? Do you know what I'm saying? It starts with us. We have to believe it. Amen? Here's the interesting thing. Demons don't fear us. They don't. 
but they fear the one who's in us. When we were in Hawaii, my husband, do you know how some people, they bring home pets and, you know, you have a new pet. My husband would bring home people. (laughs) And they would be like right there in my living room. And what am I going to do? And you know what? The Lord has used my husband to enlarge my heart because now we have someone in our living room. But this, this young man who's a teenager, he was, he, he was demon possessed. He had allowed demons to possess him. And when we were teaching karate together every Friday night after we would do a Bible study and my husband would get up and sing and then he would, um, teach a Bible study, but this young man, his name was Greg, was sitting next to me. And he did not like what was happening with the praise music, so he started manifesting. And my husband motions for me to take him out of the room. Thank you. Me? Okay. <laughs> so we, we went out of the room, and we were sitting side by side. I didn't know what to do. I just started saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he, this kid turned and hiked his legs up to me like he was going to kick me, but he didn't. And you know why? Because he knew what was in me. Those demons that were in him knew that he couldn't kick me. And I went, all right. (laughs) I, I actually, my faith grew because of that. I didn't know what to do outside of call on the, on the name above all names. And that demon didn't like it. So just that simple thing, what happened? It changed the environment. That young man was delivered, but sadly enough, the Bible says if you do not fill those places, he was, I mean, it was just a terrible thing. We pray that he's, he's free now because you know what that means. So as children, children believe what they're told. Children believe what they see, and what they hear. And it's interesting to me that Jesus says, you have to become like a child, right? And he says, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And then he says, don't mess with children. It's better that a millstone be hung around your neck if you cause a little one to stumble. I believe with all my heart, that Satan is the author of child abuse. Physical, sexual, emotional. Because he knows that if he can imprint a child from a young age, that the chance of that child coming to know who God is, is limited. But he doesn't have the final word. But that is where he goes to start his work. We go to youth prisons, and sometimes there's mental hospitals for children that have, they've broke the law, they've done something crazy. But to walk into a mental hospital full of children on drugs is a very sad thing to see. They drug them out, and if you hear some of the stories of the children... You know why they're in there. And so many have been abused. 
So many have been abused that they don't know how to handle things. They don't know how to behave. Their, their trouble becomes bigger than their parents. It becomes bigger than their teachers. It becomes bigger than authority. So they're just put away. That is a plot from the enemy. I watched my husband. How many of you know my husband's story, Victor Mark's story? How many of you have watched? Okay, wonderful. So for those of you who don't, my husband um, has a story out in his life. He was um, abused as a child. Every kind of abuse, he was abused. And um, God has used his life amazingly to tell other people that God can heal. God can bring healing. But I watched my husband, newly married, be transformed from this 6'2", black belt, strong Marine, to a little boy by a phone call that he took from his stepfather. See, because his stepfather, as a little boy, spoke lies to him, spoke things that imprinted my husband's mind. So he believed them. Even as a man, even as a black belt, even as a Marine, because it was in his head, it became something that he believed in. Do you know what I'm saying? As a new believer then, I wondered how that can happen. I was still kind of even, I'm kind of new to our marriage. So I really didn't understand the whole picture was happening with my husband. See, it's the lies that his stepfather spoke to him that were reinforced again and again. So the phone call, that was another reinforcement. Who's the father of lies? Satan. And he uses people to reinforce those lies again and again. So that's why somebody who's strong physically and mentally and all this, they can be tormented because of the lies in their head. When a person believes a lie, Satan goes to work in that life. And it doesn't matter how many Bible studies you go to. It doesn't matter how many songs that you sing. It doesn't matter if you believe the lie in your head. These are strongholds. These lies that you have believed become strongholds. So the truth is being washed over you, but you're not believing it because you still believe the lie. Here's how the cycle goes. You hear a lie or you're told a lie and then you repeat that lie in your mind as though it's the truth. The lie is then reinforced by your own mind or other people. Other people do something to you that reinforce that lie and the cycle continues. When you read and you hear the truth again you can't apply it because you don't believe it because you believe in the lie. You're stuck in a cycle and it's called being held captive. And because we're human beings, we're all susceptible to it. I don't care what the lie is. Truth is a freedom. Faith in God's truth, believing in God's truth 
leads to victory. But you got to believe it. Faith in Satan's lies, it leads to defeat. When you ask the Lord if you can identify that what's going on in your mind and your soul, when you ask the Lord, is this the truth? He'll tell you. You will know the truth, and the truth set you free. The devil makes it his business to keep Christians in bondage, bagged and gagged, actually imprisoned in their own grave. That's A.W. Tozer. The truth sets people free. These are some of the lies that people hear. Lies speak, you are worthless. Truth speaks, you're valuable and made in God's image. You're priceless and you're made for his glory. Lies speak, you were a mistake. Truth speaks, you were thought of even before you were born. Lies speak, you're ugly. Truth speaks, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Lies speak, everyone's against you. Truth speaks, if God is for me, who can be against me? Are those the truths that triumph over lies? Yes, yes, those are truths. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.